Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Here it is all about strategies and systems that get you to grow your business. As an entrepreneur or business leader, you need to be ahead of trends. Gain insights that really thrust your business to the next level. Each episode focuses on different aspects of designing, building, and leading companies. Without marketing, sales, innovation, or funding, you will lack the fire for growth. Without management strategies and systems, you are speeding towards failure. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I'm also working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation, and marketing. Let's get started on today's episode. Each time somebody buys from you, they are investing trust. Yeah, they are putting trust on you, on your business, that you will actually deliver what they are buying from you or what you are promising them to deliver. So it's all about your output. And the output doesn't just mean about the product or the service that you provide them, but as well how you take care of your clients in the entire life cycle. And the ideal thing is that we want buyers to buy over and over again from us. But in order to do that, we have to repay them the trust that they have invested in us. And it's just not about the money that they've invested to buy our products or services, but it's actually they're overcoming their most inner scare, their most inner fear of making a wrong decision. And that's what we need to confirm them as the right decision. We have to reaffirm it, the inner mind, that it was the right thing to buy, even at the point where we are delivering the product, or even at the point where we are checking in with them, whether everything is okay, whether they need any kind of help, any assisting, or anything else that you can provide to them, because that's even an opportunity to grow. Yeah, a person or a company who buys one of your products might over time even then go and become eligible, capable of buying a second and third product from you. And it doesn't automatically mean that they buy five times the exactly same item, but maybe they buy a different item, and then they buy again a different item. Yeah? So it's like with one of the examples that I had where somebody has a business and that business fits or, or provides all the internal equipment, the frames and all the things for a service van, a service track. So you have all the equipment, the frames, or where you put your parts, your equipment and everything. And yeah, maybe that buyer is buying for that kind of track and maybe one time, eventually, he goes and says, yes, but I need now for this and this product or this and this service, I need an extra track where I have a forklift on top. Yeah. If you're offering that, that's great. If you don't have that, you might maybe decide whether you are going to do maybe some kind of, let's say, joint venture, business sharing with another company who does forklifts on trucks, but they don't do the inner outfitting. Then you can cooperate and both make business. There are many things of doing that. But let's focus on the trust. Now, if 
you are trying to sell me your business, your product, services, then I'm going to invest my trust in you being capable of delivering what I want to have. And which means, of course, I am buying from you something that is going to solve some kind of pain, desire, or anything that I have. And of course, I want eventually not just that it solves it, but it actually works and maintains and, and does what I need. Because let's say if your product only lasts for 30 days and then breaks, well, it solved for 30 days my, my pain, and afterwards I had a new pain because I had to replace that product that should have actually lasted, let's say, two years, three years, which is not good because it means your product is low quality. Of course, a product can be faulty, things can break, things are never 100% fault-free, bug-free, whatever. Things can simply break. Things can happen that neither you nor your client, or me in that case, uh, we have an influence. Yeah, Things simply happen. Stuff happens and we can't influence. But if we can, then we should always ensure that we somehow improve our way of manufacturing. Maybe we change the ingredients, the recipe, any kind of things that we can influence, the processes, the platforms, equipment. We can improve. And we can improve not only in, in quality-wise, we can improve as well in service, in, in speed, delivery, um, onboarding, many, many things we can improve. And that increases as well the trust level. But let's look at it. There are different kinds of things that we can do to increase it. Branding is, for instance, one typical thing that you can use. Branding can mean uh, you're using, for instance, let's say you're hiring influencers. Micro-influencers are not really that great, but if they fit in your particular niche, you have to check out and see whether they're actually really going to deliver or if they're just after your money. Then we have celebrities, of course. If you have a picture with a celebrity, yeah, it might be great, but if that celebrity isn't uh, known to your market, to your target audience, then that celebrity can't help you. And especially it can't help you if you're paying them to, let's say, do video ads or something with their voice, with their picture, their face, and so on, and, and highlighting your product. And everybody else says, who is this guy? Well, it could even be the uh, some student next door. They don't care because they don't know. Now, if, of course, it's somebody who know, is known by the people who you are trying to target, then that's, of course, a super booster for your business and for your sales because people say, oh, wow, this person is, is promoting it. Then it must be really good, cool. I need to have that and so on. Same as well in B2B. If you've got somebody who's from a big company, big enterprise, or somebody who's been in the, in the business for 40 years and everybody knows him and says, oh, this person is promoting this product, this new service, and saying how great. They, they're endorsing it. Oh, people will go and buy it and, and, and they'll go and sign contracts and say, well, I need to have this as part of my business because it's so good. If it had this and this person to build that business and go to the level that they have it, I need to have it too. Now, there's well other kind of things besides branding. Or let's say there's well elements, elements that can be used for branding and business optimization. Now, 
as an example, let's say, for instance, you are buying equipment from somebody, some special brand, and you are telling your clients, well, I'm, I'm using equipment from this and this brand. And the client thinks, oh, so he's using high-quality products. That company is market leader in the industry. So they're usually really using the best products to produce my products, my goods that I want to have. Yeah. So I know, okay, the quality must be high because many of the other competitors who maybe don't spend the money on good equipment, they don't have the brand. They cannot claim that they're doing it using that kind of equipment. And then I know, okay, I can trust that they will most likely deliver on what they promise. So one key thing that I always said, don't promise something you know you cannot deliver, right? So keep that in mind. And yeah, so what else can we do? For instance, if you have certifications, of course, if you go and say, well, our staff goes and has all different kind of for instance, Oracle certifications or Cisco, Microsoft, etc. That's great. Maybe your organization has certain kind of certifications. ISO certifications, quality management, information security, environment protection, security, certifications, management, blah, blah, blah. There's so much stuff out there. And there are kind of other different things. So what can a certification do for you, you can go and provide uh, another trust element towards your buyer, showing them that you've got quality management and that's certified. You're not just claiming it, but you can prove that you have it because you've got a certificate from blah, blah, blah company. Now, um, they might think, okay, good, your quality is good, but if I provide you all this stuff on my information, ah, uh, people are going, what are you going to do with my information? Because that's nowadays gold. It's not just about money, but information is a lot of value nowadays, even more valuable than the money that they're actually paying you. Because that somebody else accessing that data can cost them much more money than what they're actually spending with you. And that's where you can as well, of course, promote and say, hey, we've got a well, information security certification ISO 27001 and all these different kinds of things. And then there are other kind of elements that you can use. So we've had celebrities, we've got certifications, uh, kind of quite quality products you're using to manufacture the products or to service the products and so on. And then, of course, there are clients. Exactly. So let's say you have certain companies as clients, and then you can go and say to, to your client, your, your potential buyer, we have all these companies, they are clients from us. They access our services, they build all their stuff on our platforms. Or let's say you um, you have that company that makes service tracks. And you can say, hey, we have this and these and these companies, they all get their, they get their service tracks from us. We fit them, we design everything, and even together with our partner, blah, 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 we even offer even trucks with forklifts on top or whatever or, or, or whatever equipment never mind now that's the key thing you can add many many elements of trust but always focusing on one of the core things and the core things as i said uh, branding 
going drilling it down into like celebrities, logos, and so on. Branding as well means branding by association um, by saying, hey, I've got this and this client, and they're my clients, these companies, and they have super big brands because it means they are putting high level of trust on me, my company, delivering products or services the way they want it with a very high standard, high grade of standardization and quality and so on because these big companies they have quality management information security they have it departments quality lawyers legal departments standards compliance all this stuff that makes a huge corporation and you somehow have to fit in there and if you fit in there then you're obviously good enough for somebody else who has maybe that kind of high level of expectation and so they will put as well a certain trust in you and invest in you your product and your services. So foremost, the buyer is always buying from you. You, the human who actually stands in front of the business, who actually delivers the output, the products, the services. Now, what else could you do in order to increase trust? So you've had all these different elements that can be management, quality related, with branding as well and that. You can do as well joint ventures, corporations. You can become member in a business association that is relevant to your industry. You can as well even yeah, win awards and all these things. That's as well very nice. But you always have to find out what's important for your client avatar. Remember previous editions of this podcast. We spoke about the client avatar, which is very important for us to understand as well what is relevant, what is part of the buyer's decision process. What are the things that he needs to tick off his checklist or her checklist to say, okay, I can buy from this company because I'm sure I'm not going to lose my money. I'm going to get things delivered the way I need it, delivered in time, delivered in the quality required, delivered at the right location. And that's not standard and saying, oh, yeah, they're delivered. They might deliver it on the wrong address. They might deliver it even in a wrong setup and so on. There are many ways to really mess a business deal up. And if they manage it to mess it up, they'll manage to mess it out when they, the output is delivered. And that's bad because people already have paid, they've got the stuff and notice this is garbage. And then <laughs> you've lost them because they see even more the pain of having lost the money they invested. Now, um, what are the other things that you can do? Now, imagine yourself. Look, look at the business, the products, the clients that you're wanting to address and think of it. What's important to them? What are they scared of? Yeah, And then find things that you can go and address that scare, that fear, and say, hey, as an example, let's say you have someone who's scared of fires. And then you can go and say, yes, our facilities have all the newest and modern fire security so the, our factories don't go on fire and we have everything, health and safety and everything is really good. And that's even certified and we have fire extinguishing stuff from this and this company and so on to give them the additional. Or somebody maybe is scared that you're not going to be able to deliver on time and you say, yeah, we've got trucks from this and this company and if necessary, we can go and use, let's say, UPS or FedEx, 
DHL or whoever, and they'll deliver next day at your address, at your business, right on time at eight o'clock in the morning. And then the client will say, well, nine would be fine. I would already be happy with nine. Okay, that's no problem. We can do nine. And that's when you actually get them to add another tick on the checklist, trust level as well. Because what they want, they want to know that you are not only delivering to them, others are buying. They want validation that others have made the same decision and it's good. They want to know that you're going to deliver on time, you're going to deliver in the right quality, right amount, right address, right location, right time, etc. If something goes wrong, you're going to fix it, help them fix it. Customer service, yeah, quality improvement, all different things. Yeah, because you might even have a client who is actually so helpful towards you that he provides you feedback what's not perfect on the product, what you maybe might be able to increase, improve, or whatever. And then you can add that for your next iteration of your product and services to improve it. And at the same time, other clients who maybe always were annoyed about that but never bothered telling you with the next update, next service change, and so on, they might say, wow, hey, they even added that. And I didn't ask even. I didn't even tell them that it was broken. But they fixed it by themselves. Wow, that's quality. That's quality management. And that's a great thing about it because then there are so many things that build up into a trust level where, as I say, the client has this checklist and he's ticking off all those little trust levels and he needs to be sure that you as well, for instance, banking at the right place. If you're banking at some, some strange bank and you've got the money going in there and then they think, hmm, maybe it's money laundering, maybe the money goes on to some strange place and then uh, I've been scammed and it's gone. Yeah. Focus on who you want to do business with. Focus as well on who you want to assist you to do business. For instance, who do you want to process your credit card? payments who do you want to process your um, payments who do you want to manage your have as a company who manages your accounting who does your business administration your ads your marketing copy and so on you want to ensure that people don't do things that get you in trouble on that so it's not only just about hiring people and hiring outsourcing companies and so on and so on but actually finding all the different elements of your business to connect them with outside service providers, whether it's banks, pro card processing, logistic companies, parcel delivery, storage, even, even the most basic thing that we wouldn't really think much about, it, office, landlords, exactly. Landlords can have nice facilities, nice ways of doing business, and being really upfront, supportive, and helpful, and being really with the mi mindset. And then there's well the ones who have built their wealth and so on by skimming and scamming their tenants. Because they get them into something where they people think they've got the right thing, and then later on they notice that they've been uh, cheated on because something wasn't right. Eventually the companies leave, but the landlord keeps a lot of money and hurts them. And that's where you've put your trust into the landlord, into the property, and he's betrayed you.
Now, we want to ensure that when a buyer goes and comes, even if they visit us, that we ensure that things look decent, tidily, and orderly. Yeah, because what's the point of getting a certification? Even like, let's say, ISO 9001 quality management, and he comes in there and sees that your floor is dirty, your desks are covered with rubbish and so on. And I think, I'm not sure whether they actually just maybe bought the certification or this, maybe they, they edited the certification and they never have one. And they start, in their mind, start thinking, oh, there's red flags and red flags and other. And in fact, it's just that you had the day before some party in the office and you didn't get around to tidying up. No, if you're getting a visitor, tidy up. And it doesn't matter how tired your employees, a messed up desk does not belong in an office. So it doesn't mean you have to throw the desk out the window, but tidy up the place, keep it in a clean, clean proper manner and ensure you build trust instead of losing trust. Now, in the next episodes, I will add a few more other elements on how you can build and design businesses and grow them and even expand them, whether into other industries, other countries, other cultures. There are many, many different things you can do. But for now, enjoy. And I've got some more info here coming for you. Check it out. See you then. Wait. Listen. Was the content helpful? Please share it on social media. The world is constantly changing in response to trends and events. As a leader, you need to adapt your business. Stay connected. You will find in the episode description how to gain more insights. Subscribe to my bi-weekly business secrets letter. Gain access to all updates of my ultimate guide on business growth strategies. These can be applied to your business in the US, Canada, or Europe. Check it out. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Growth Zone with Christian Bartsch. Thank you for listening.